With Father's Day right around the corner, what do you give to the man who has everything? Easy. You give him an experience he'll never forget. You give him Omaha Steaks because a world-class dad deserves a world-class steak. The Father's Day experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to put a smile on the big guy's face this summer with hand-selected gift packages starting at just $89. Just go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout for an additional discount when you shop gourmet gift packages for Father's Day. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless variety, and endless value. Truly, they have perfected more than just steak. Your dad is guaranteed to love every bite. Go to omahasteaks.com, use the promo code BLUEWIRE to get an exclusive savings. Shop for unforgettable gifts that are guaranteed to make dad's day. Because if there's one thing that Omaha Steaks knows, it's the dads want steak. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to save on exclusive packages starting at just $89. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender at Blender HD. You gotta follow me on Twitter. And it's Tuesday, November 28th. We got a big 10 game NHL slate today. We got some basketball today. Not as much, right? Not much going on on a Tuesday, right? NFL, not much. We'll we'll be talking about that on Wednesday and on Friday. But hit that thumbs up button on your way in the door. Give me those thummy thumbs. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to always know when we go live. Join. With me, the man that got me, that got me hooked, Tim. You got me hooked. I've been playing more NHL DFS than I've been playing any other sport. And there's soccer today at three o'clock on the Champions. I forgot about it. I'm like, I was more psyched for the yeah. 10 game NHL slate. You're than more, like, you're oh, more in NHL real. than soccer. Right. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I, I but, play. Uh, but this- uh, I play heavier volume NHL than I do NBA. You well, know, NBA is just, me, you have to be a masochist to play NBA DFS. I mean, NBA is that's tough. That's tough right now. 
Although, although in NHL, sometimes you'll have the instances where later games yesterday, we weren't necessarily sure if, if Nathan McKinnon was going to play. And that was a, that would have been a very big deal. And then yeah. we had the, the Vegas lines were just all, they just, they put him in a blind, right. Then now I understand. Now I finally, Tim, I understand when I search my name on Roto-Grinders uh, on Discord. Because every once in a while, I'll yep. go like, did, that, did anyone try to talk to me and not realize not to tag me? So I type in Blender. And I remember like months and years ago, it's like, oh, the hockey channel constantly is talking about Blender. Blender, Blender. It's like right. hockey lines in a blender, hockey lines in a blender. And now I finally get what that means, that, that essentially, you know, everything that you thought of who's paired on what line, they just kind of like threw into a mixer. And then just said, here you go. This is what it's going to be tonight. And uh, and although from like a value perspective, a lot of times the set, it doesn't change much like from a point per dollar standpoint. Because a lot of times the power play units are the same. But as far as right. like how you set up your like for GPPs correlation wise, you know, you end up with, you know, oh, you thought these three guys were all going to be on the same line. And now one of them isn't anymore. And they may still be fine on their own, but like your whole the whole point of playing three or four guys from the same team together is that they're all sharing the ice together. So when a goal gets scored, you're looking to get 20 points total rather than try to pick apart goal assist on different lines and everything like that. So you do have to be cognizant of that. And you know where the best place to do that? The Roto Grinders Discord. Discord. Yeah. Roto Grinders Discord. And I wouldn't be shocked if Vegas puts their lines in a blunder once again, given the fact that they lost last night. So teams like to usually play their same lines after a win. But if they're kind of in blunder mode and they lose, they might just go right back to putting in, in, in a blunder again. So I wouldn't be shocked if they put their lines in a blunder once again. Well, you said on the on – the pre-show before we got we came on you said that this this is a very wide open slate tonight yeah. it's a 10 game slate i mean it's a little bit bigger than what we've been i mean we've gotten in the beginning of the season like 14 game slates but i've been playing a lot of these like six game type of slates 10 games i like i like that when ownership ends up getting spread out but as we yep. talked about before that on the high end of the spectrum we got Connor McDavid, we got Austin Matthews, we got Jack Hughes, we got Kucherov, Drusadel, you know, Eichel, you know, we got Nylander, we got, we got, you know, Toronto guys, we got Devils, we got Oilers. The problem I always find with these, these, these lines, very similar to like Avalanche, also, who's not on the slate, is that to play their like power play one or or top line, like you're pairing like multiple expensive players together. And to me, that that gives gets you two problems. One, that they have to do a lot to get there altogether because they're all expensive. And number two, it kind of kind of funnels you into very similar, like secondary players. For you know, you're you're playing the value stack on the other side that you end up sharing very combinatorial ownership with other lineups that you're competing against. So on this slate. Today, I said beforehand, just, just, I mean, I've gotten used to NHL DFS that I can almost talk about it somewhat decently with you, Tim, that mm -hmm. I felt that, that Kucherov 
the Tampa Bay power play line because you could get get Braden Point. Like if you take a look at like if you do Point, like Point is what seventy three hundred, I believe. Like Point plus Kucherov plus Hagel, and Hagel is like fifty three hundred. I think is so much for for a very similar implied goal total. Much from a from a salary standpoint, much more bearable than trying to play like the Jack Hughes, you know, power play one type of line or the Toronto, like playing Connor McDavid, you know, Edmonton number one line, because that's expensive. So that's why like my first inclination was playing the lightning, but I don't know. Do you, do you see, do you see another way? Well, and the other thing is that you can do with the lightning is that you can go Kucherov point and Paul, Nicholas Paul, and leave off Hagel because Hagel doesn't play on the first power play unit. So if you wanted to do, uh, how much is Paul? Paul, Paul is, is cheap. The, the problem with yeah, Paul, Paul is that he free, that outside of, uh, oh, I like the fact that Paul apparently they they've now changed him to a winger and not a center. Yes. Yeah. So that 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 helps because a lot of times the problem with some of some of these like Braden Point is a center. Like to play point and Paul, like you're giving up two center spots, and because you hate, we have three winger spots available, I prefer when when players are wing eligible rather than center eligible because right. there's four right. spots for wingers and three spots for centers, and a lot of times Paul, when I would play the Lightning, you know he's cheap, yes, but like outside of that power play unit, he really like being the center on the third line doesn't like doesn't do much for you, right? <laughs> No, you're, it's true. It just brings down the price of the stack. So, right. but yeah, no, I, I, I have no, I have no issue with uh, Kucherov point Hagel. Um, I would uh, also mention that, um, you know, I know that Toronto is expensive, but Florida is on a uh, second night of a back-to-back and they should be starting their backup goalie. Um, this is a, this is a road back-to-back. They're making their Canadian swing right now. Um, so, you know, Austin Matthews, I mean, he's obviously going to be our highest projected raw points, a skater, but I also think they're in a fabulous spot. And if you pair, pair him with Nylander, um, you know, that's pretty, that's pretty pricey. So I think that might keep that ownership a little bit in check. Um, well, I think, I think Morgan Riley, I think Morgan Riley is going to be one of the most owned defenders on the slate. I yes yeah I think I think Morgan Riley will be one of the most known defenders I agree right someone in chat says about uh, about play plays on FanDuel play Matthews and Nice or knees or however he pronounces yeah Nice yeah yeah uh, what what is your thought overall heuristically we're just talking about not very specific stuff about there's we we have lines like I I always go through like the stacks page and kind of choose the lines that I don't mind playing because I'm playing smaller field stuff, right? So I'm yeah. playing stuff that's, you know, 100 to 500 entry stuff, not the largest field things. And, like, my attitude is, like, for these guys, like, I consider guys like uh, like Nyes, like, uh, like sometimes, depending on the line, Druin, like these these guys that are, like, they're on the, they're on the top line, but they're not in any power play unit. And yep. they're like on a on a mega line with like, like yeah, you're playing you're playing with McDavid and 
you're Zadel and like you're like the like how many shot opportunities are you really like you have to like vulture something on a line that has a lot of like power on it. And then if you're not going to get any power play time, you see like your time on ice is like 15, 16 minutes and you're playing with the top line, but like your ceiling is like a guy will be 3,200 and it'll be like, he'll still only project for like a median of like six and a half on, on like the top line. And these value plays end up getting, if you just like run lineup HQ and you just did like linear solving, you get a lot of these guys as like one-offs. And I almost feel like, Oh, those I would not play those guys. In a, those no. are the guys that you want in the stack, and you don't you don't want. Yes, one. you do not want guys like that as one-offs. Absolutely not. Um, I would definitely look to trim those lineups out of your pool. Uh, you do not want the 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 weakest link of your line to be as to be a one-off. No, no way, no chance. So, I mean, that's what I, that's what I've been doing when I've been sorting through my lineups. It's like you know when I when I get those types of lineups, it's like. I could even go into groups and line up HQ if you wanted to. And you could set it up that like, you know, you take a look at, for instance, we take a look at like, what's a good example today of a line that maybe like that Edmonton. Yeah. Maybe possibly I, I have to look like they're, Ryan they're McLeod or something like, okay, no, he's on. the. Oh yeah. Line. Yeah. You don't want to be one-offing McLeod. <laughs> right. I'm just taking a look at like, I mean, we could use Toronto as an example. I mean, like, Matthew Nyes or whatever, like, you know, he's on the power play two unit. He's like the cheapest guy in the one unit. Like you could set up a group if you wanted to. I mean, I just, we, I just look at the lineup and I just exit. I mean, like I built 300 lineups and then I choose like the five that I'm playing, but like yeah. you could go into groups and you could go like, like if Matthew Nyes is in the lineup or something like that, like you could make it so that like Nylander, well, not Alex Nylander, but whatever. Right. You could put Austin Matthews. Yep. Right, you can make so it like, so that so like Ed, Edmonton two, uh, so Edmonton one is a stacked line. McDavid, Hyman, Nugent, Hopkins, those are all very very capable skaters. But like Edmonton two, you've got Drysaddle and Kane who are pretty, you know, you know, pretty good. And then you have Connor Brown. Like right. Connor Brown is definitely the third wheel of that line, and I would have no interest. Like if you got to a one off of Connor Brown, that would definitely be a guy that. I would X right out as a one-off. Like if you want to use Edmonton too, that's fine, but don't don't use a guy like Connor Brown as a one-off. Right, and you could go into lineup HQ even and do this type of thing of like if Connor Brown is in the lineup, conditional player, you put Jerzadel and Kane together, and you just say you have to have at least one of these guys in your line lineup, and like it prevents it as a one-off. Maybe you get two of them together. And if you want, yeah. make sure that you at least you could do two to three. You know, you could put all the guys on the second line or the second power play line or everything like that and say minimum two. So you don't get those types of lineups. Now, obviously, like I said before, I built way more lineups than I need. So like you could do you could go through and make all these types of groups. Me, I just look at I just look at the line. And I go, well, I know I'm not playing Connor Brown as a one off. So any lineup that I see out of my 300, I just exit. I just, okay, that's not a lineup that I'm playing, right? So you don't necessarily right. have to go through and set up all these groups. But if you were making 150 lineups, I think it's definitely worthwhile, heuristically at least. I don't want to – the guy that's 3K that has to vulture something off the line, 
it's very rare, Tim, that that guy puts up 30 fantasy points without his line mates like doing anything. Like that the whole point is it that it'd be like use it'd be like a, using like a seven or eight hitter as a one-off in a really good stack. And like saying, I'm not gonna stack that team. I'm just gonna use the eight hitter as a one-off. Like the, the eight hitter, I, the eight hitter that's not a power hitter. The 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 slap hitter. Right. Right, you're the right. hitting guy that relies on people being on base and getting a lot of plate appearances. It's like, well, if they do well, like they're not doing well because of two solo home runs. They're doing well because the bases have been loaded twice for them and everyone else on the team has scored. Right. So what else do you see on on uh from a overall standpoint on today's We, we need to talk we need to talk about Seattle. Um, I think that they're going to project very, very well today. The one thing that I want to talk to people about about with Seattle is usually uh, power play one would play about 65 to 70% of the ice time, and then PP2 would get the rest. Well, with Seattle, they play their power play units almost exactly 50-50. So... When you see a Seattle guy on like a PP2, that that's not like the end of the world, okay? Like their their PP1 and PP2 are almost identical in terms of time on ice. So like, you know, if you don't be don't say, "Oh, I don't want to play this guy cuz he's on PP2" or don't say, "Oh, I don't want to stack PP2 because it's the second, you know, power play." Well, with Seattle, they play almost 50-50 between their PP1 and their PP2. So, like, Seattle's in a fantastic spot today, and they're they're cheap. They will be popular. Um, so, if you're going to use them, maybe I would get different elsewhere with your, you know, more premium lines. But don't be scared off of their second power play unit because it's basically it's a 50-50 split. Don't don't be scared off their third line. Don't be scared off their. Oh, that I, mean, third, play I, play that. I almost I mean, won the four hundred. Yeah, yeah. Like like to me, the bet the, the 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 best plays on Seattle I find are Bjorkstrand and Tolvanen, and they're on the third line. Yeah, Tolvanen yeah, plays it's... on the power play one. Bjorkstrand plays on the power play two. But to me, like as one offs, like these are yeah. two great one. Like these are the these are one offs. These are these are the guys yeah. that I want as one offs. I don't want Maddie Beniers or Beniers as the one-off. Like to me, it's right. like I feel like I want to play him alongside the first power, the first power play unit, or or that or or Vince Dunn, guys like that. Like Jared McCann, I don't mind as a one-off also, but like Alex Wenberg, I'm not playing as a one-off. Yeah, right? you definitely don't want to play Wenberg as a one-off. And then then, then um, you got the guy. Then you got the, yeah. the example that we we described before of like Brandon Tenev. Like he's he's on the second line. And if you want to play like Wenberg, Tenev, uh, and 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 what Jaden uh, Schultz, Jaden Schwartz, Schwartz, yeah, right. Like to me, that's yeah. like the worst. Like I don't, I don't want to play guys that like are like the the odd man out on the second line of Seattle, right? Right. Especially right. when they're all cheap at like, do you really need a twenty seven hundred dollar winger on this slate? Like, if you play some of these, look, there's no one on Seattle that's more expensive than what forty eight hundred, fifty three hundred, something like that. Yeah, they're all super cheap. Right, Jaden Schwartz is fifty three hundred. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, like if you rate uh, rank our point per dollar right now, we have York Strand number two. We have Tanif number six, but I, I still wouldn't play him. And then we have uh, Tovinen number seven, who I absolutely love. We've got uh, McCann and Everly like rounding out the top 10. So like these guys are really going to pop in terms of points per dollar. So that's going to bring their ownership up. Um, but still, I think they're in a really good spot. And like I said, don't worry so much about the uh, power play one and power play two situation. Another team that I find similar to Seattle, but more expensive and frustrating is Carolina. Mm, yes. Like to me, to, yes. to me, I feel, I've almost, I felt like playing NHL DFS that if I just never played Carolina, I'd never, I just, I don't know if I ever get it. They are, they're always seem to be in good spots, but then it feels like, it feels like, uh, like the commanders in any, in NFL DFS or, or the chiefs where it's like, Oh, they have a high implied total, but they, but seven people could like, it feels like, like you could play any of what their one line, the two line, that's third line, their power play one line. Like you could have all these combinations. They could score five goals and no one gets there. And like, it's all spread yeah. out. And you yeah. feel like you're like, Oh, I want to play Sebastian Aho. Right. I want to play Burns. I want to play Jarvis or, or Nekas. And, and then I play them and then like Shvechnikov scores. Or like right. some some like then then the the, the Michael Button scores on the fourth line. I'm like I'm sitting there going, yeah, the Hurricanes, yeah, they put up five goals and and it, I lost. It didn't matter. They uh, they did put up five goals the other night, and um, I had a one off of Brent Burns who scored a empty net shorthanded goal, <laughs> and then I stacked Seattle three with uh colorado won and i almost won the 400 dollar uh gpp that night uh but yeah like i almost never play a carolina stack because they have four really competent lines like you know nhl is like the ultimate team game and carolina really takes that you know to heart right like they, they really are a strong team up and down so that's like really tough to decipher for DFS purposes. Another team that is uh, uh, one of the heavier favorites today is Vancouver. And I know yeah. they've been running a little bit over expectation from an analytical standpoint, but at home against Anaheim, are we, are we looking at them? I know uh, like what Kuzmenko has been out for two games. Is yeah. I mean we have him in the proje- we have him in the projections, but like yeah, I take I take a look at that him being a linchpin type of player that like why can't I play a who's like a, a Vancouver two? Like you I, I, can. I I prefer from a salary standpoint, I almost prefer Vancouver two over Vancouver one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And I I I prefer getting to Pedersen over JT Miller too. So yeah. Um, there must have been a report saying that Kuzmenko was going to draw back into the lineup. Kuzmenko gets uh, first power play run. So, I mean, he's a fantastic uh, value play. Um, yeah, I have no issue with Vancouver at all. I'd be interested to see what, you know, I- I'd be interested to see, you know, what ownership looks like. And like, because we have a lot of, I- I'd say, high end stacks that, to me are not in amazing spots. Um, so it's like, 
um, you know, like um, that, like Dallas and Winnipeg. I don't think that's a great game for DFS. Uh, Vegas and Edmonton, like Vegas is a really tough team to play, but they are playing their second uh, game in two nights against Edmonton. So like, I don't think McDavid is going to get a lot of ownership blunder. Uh, you know, how do you, how do you, you know, not take advantage of a low owned McDavid, right? Like he is such an explosive player. Um, and if he's not going to get ownership, I mean, I think he's great for GPPs. Maybe not, maybe not in like a small field, you know, qualifier or something like that, but like in like the 15 or $20, if he's going to be like 7% owned, 8% owned, I would gladly get over, overweight on that. How about compare, compare him to the Devils with Jack Hughes? Uh, I mean, Nico, Nico Hishier is back. He's 5,200. Yep. I know a lot of people in our Discord, you know, we we caught that 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 activated off of the IR. I, I yeah, did we... the thing of, instead of playing Nico, I ended up playing Dawson Mercer, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. He ended up scoring that game. Uh, but Jack Hughes, 9,100. Comparison, like, I feel as if, like, the Islanders are looked at, from what I could gather, as a good defensive team. But that's the perception. So do you think that, like, someone like Jack Hughes actually goes lower on than, than McDavid? Because, I mean... You take a look at at uh, the Devils. I mean, who do you play? I mean, to me, the natural thing is like when you play Hughes now. Now with Hishier back and uh, Andrej Palat kind of moved lines. Like I always yep. found the value in playing Hughes is because you could play a sub four K Palat on like the power play one line. But if he's not going to be on the power play one line anymore, like where, where what do you, what do you? What do you do here? I mean, now it's much more likely I play Mercer. He's wing eligible now. He shares the the top line with Hughes. He's on the power play two unit. But, like, to me, Jack Hughes, the guys that are, like, 9K like that, I think it's very important to get the line mates right because for a 9K guy to hit a ceiling, like, they're giving you, like, three or four points, points, like NHL right. hockey points. Which means other people on that are on the ice with him are also getting points. So for Jack Hughes to score thirty-five fantasy points, you probably don't want him as a one-off, right? You want you, you want to have guys on the line with him. I, I will just say that the Islanders are way overperforming their defensive metrics. Uh, they lean very very heavily on their goaltenders. Their goaltenders are running very very hot right now, and. The other thing is, guess who has the second worst penalty kill in all of hockey? Blunder. The fish sticks. The Islanders. They, didn't they, so, you know, I remember the, when they had the Gorton Fisherman logo. I remember that. So, you know what I like to do is, I mean, Nico Heischer is way too cheap at 5200 I wouldn't mind doing a little New Jersey power play one with like, uh Hughes and he sure uh and then maybe do like a, a Luke Hughes also um that that would be like an affordable three-man power play one you get exposure to both of New Jersey even strength one and even strength 
too. Um, I think, and I don't know a lot of people that are going to want to play Heischer and he, uh, Jack Hughes together because, like, they're like, "Oh, do I want a center from, you know, both, you know, two centers from one team?" Well, this would be a great spot to do that. And people will shy away, especially we get with Toffoli and Brat, because it just makes the the stack very expensive. To me, Toffoli and Brat are the one-off candidates. Yeah, right. I would I would agree with that. And, yeah, and and they're they're pretty high volume shooters, so that I agree with that completely. Um, but like Nico Heischer at fifty two hundred uh, is in like he's usually I think like a sixty five hundred dollar player, so he is he is way too cheap. He's way too cheap. So I so you could play like power play one. You, I mean, if you do like Luke Hughes, Jack Hughes, Heischer. I mean, truthfully, you could, you could. I mean, if Heischer is on the second line, you could play Pilat in this line. You can play Mercer in this line. I would. I mean, I, I personally would add Brad or, or Toffoli just to continue on with your PP one. Um, that's what I would do. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. But then, because if you did that, I mean, you're 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 stuck. I mean, you're you're basically playing Seattle at that point, right? Forty nine eighty, and then you. But add a but the thing for... is, but the thing is, it's okay to play Seattle if New Jersey's not going to be popular. True. Right. 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 Like I, I I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm guessing New Jersey won't be popular because I think Sorokin is going to be a very very popular goalie uh, choice tonight because he's relatively cheap. He has great game logs. Uh, there is this common misconception that the Islanders are strong defensively. So I think Sorokin's going to be a very popular goalie choice. Um, so I, I don't think New Jersey's going to get a ton of ownership. So you could play Seattle, I think, with New Jersey. Right. Then you could play like Bjorkstrand. You play the power play yep. two line. Right. You could do Bjorkstrand. Either McCann or Everly. Like you put in Dunn. Well, that's not a power play one line. You put you could well you'll save your defender I, spot just to play to play a different a different team. Yeah, like I would play Bjorkstrand and, and Tolvinen together. They play together at even strength and they give you exposure to power play one and power play two. Um so I, I would go Tolvine and Bjorkstrand and then maybe even add Gord if you can. Um so play that play that full Seattle three with a new New Jersey power play one. Uh depending on what New Jersey's ownership's gonna be, I think that's a pretty strong team. I mean these look like, like the type I'm of really curious. I'm, anyway. I'm, I'm curious to know like is Tampa Bay gonna be higher owned? Is is it gonna be Edmonton? Um 
we know we know that Seattle is going to be the cheap chalk. It's the high end chalk that I'm not really sure. That's that's the that's the part that's kind of spread out to me. Like that's the part where I'm not 100% sure who's going to be like the chalk. I mean, Toronto is probably going to be pretty popular. Like I would pair Matthews, O'Reilly, uh, and then a bunch of cheap Seattle guys. That's like a cashy type lineup to me. Uh, I bet that'll be a very, very popular, very popular way to way to go about it tonight. Uh, but getting off of Toronto um, and then going to like New Jersey, then I then I think you could play somebody like C- the cheap Seattle guys. I think I think a team that's off the board, and we talked talked about it bef- before. What do you think the ownership of of the Wild is going to be? That's I a, that's I, a I feel like I, I feel like like. Like the ownership of this game, I mean, I don't want to play. I don't want to play the Blues, but no, playing a Kaprizov, Zuccarello, you know, maybe not Erickson, but I mean, even plugging in one of their defense, like, like I take a look at their their one line, right? Kaprizov, Zuccarello, and you play what, like Rossi. Even if you want to get even cheap in there, obviously, you know, not, not, not to, I don't play Rossi as a one-off type of guy. Right. And you can play a defender. Right. You can play like Spurgeon at 4,100. Spurgeon right? is a very good play. I think he's, yeah, he's still power play one at 4,100. Right. Spurgeon's a very, very talented kind of does it all type player, block shots, shoots the puck. Uh, great, you know, uh, puck mover also. So Spurgeon's, Spurgeon's a great play at 4,100. But I, f- I feel like, like, with these winger spots over here, like, I could fit in. Like, if I did this, if I did Wild, with, and I spent up for Kaprizov and Zuccarello, and then I played, I basically played the Devils that are not, like, his year, right? On power play one for the, for the, for the Rangers, uh, for the, for the Devils. Let me let me take a look here, right? So you want to play his two his the guys on the second line with him or power play one? Like you're not gonna have money for Jack Hughes here, so like right. playing like the second line, right? So playing maybe maybe not not I'm not talking about the second power play line. I'm talking about the second line in general. So like playing Palat in this lineup with Ishier, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now you're fifty yep. fifty seven seventy five. Maybe you, you pair. The, the the wild goalkeeper, right? Yeah. Even though the blues yep. aren't really like I'm just just to plug in someone, right? An eighty one hundred dollar goalkeeper. Like I feel like you have enough room here, like five thousand remaining. That I mean, you can play. I mean, can you play? Like we could we could look. Can you play an expensive? Can you play someone like Jack Hughes in this lineup? Because you could play a cheap defender. I'm trying to just trying to find a way where you could use a team in the mid range because I think a lot of a lot of lineups, especially in small field, are going to be barbell. Tim, mm-hmm. they're going to play an expensive Edmonton line, expensive Toronto line, an expensive, uh, you know, uh, Vancouver line or Tampa Bay, and then plug in Seattle as the, the value on the other side. That like, is there a way to do this so that you're in the mid range? So like, you're not even hitting. You could play those guys as one-offs. So let's say you played yeah. year and Palat. Like, can you even plug in? Like, Jack, if you plugged in Jack Hughes, yeah, you're not going to be able to do that. But 
Why couldn't you plug in someone like Dougie Hamilton at 5,900 into that spot and have his year, Palat, Hamilton? Then you have 4550 left and you could still play. You could play tall. You could play one of the Seattle guys, right? You could, you could do something like this. You could play Rossi even in the what, Minnesota what, line. Yeah. Like I mean, these how, are the type of lineups that I'd be looking at. Yeah. How many Seattle guys do you want to use as one-offs, though? Like, are you worried? I don't mind. That... I don't mind the, the score. I don't. To me, I don't mind Bjorkstrand. I don't mind Tolvanen, and I don't mind McCann. Like the volume shooter yeah. types and the guys that could score right. goal goals, like score two right. or three goals. But I don't want to yeah. use Ben Ears. I don't want to use Eberle. I don't want to use like those. The, I don't want to use the defenders that like like. The, I'd rather have Spurgeon in this lineup correlated with my wild and play like a Vince Dunn one-off because if Vince Dunn has a lot of lot of fantasy points it's probably because other people have scored and he has three assists right so I don't really want him as like that guy in it because that means the chalky Seattle stack gets there another another mid-range type line would be uh Toronto two so you got mm-hmm. John Tavares who's 6700. And Marner, uh, who's sixty six hundred, uh, that would probably be leverage off of Toronto one. They will come in at the fraction of the ownership of Toronto one, uh, and it still gives you exposure to Toronto's power play. Um, I think they'd be interesting, like Mitch Marner, John Tavares. Um, that's a, like an interesting like mid range two man play. Can you play? How about Tyler Bertuzzi with that? Yeah, you can. You can. I, I'm, I, uh, for Tuesday, he's yeah, so he's cheap enough, yeah. So I think you could, I think you could play like Toronto too as like a mid range stack, yeah. I mean, that stack rates out pretty well, actually. Yeah, I mean, it projects pretty well, yeah. Right, and 54 33 remaining. I mean, can you can you play? You could play Riley in this lineup. All I mean, the defensemen yep. they, they rotate differently, so like I don't I don't care. I'll play Riley in this lineup. Yep, to me, I want to fill as many spots correlated as possible. If, yeah, yeah. if given the choice between like why am I going to pay 55k for some other defender when I could just play Riley when I have three other Maple Leafs in my lineup? Right, it's very similar to goalkeeper. like. Like the goaltender, I typically pair with one of the lines that it's on if if I'm able to. But some sometimes you're not able. Sometimes it's like you're 200 off and you're just playing a one-off goalkeeper. It's like, okay, when the projection differences are within a point, a point and a half, it's like the variance of goalkeeping is so high that most likely if, if I'm playing, if Toronto scores a lot of goals, right, that means the mm. Toronto goalkeeper – at least gets the win and probably has saved a whole bunch of shots also. So like, like, yeah, there's some correlation there, but, but yeah, with 5,500 remaining, like you, if you put in what wall, who's oh, Samson off is going to start for Toronto. Um, I'm not sure if anything has been confirmed yet. Right. Yes. I think, I think Joseph wall is our projected right now. Well, Samsonov's in the projections currently. Okay. Well, we're we're in the sheet right now working on stuff. So they you yeah. might have to refresh. Right. Yeah. Do, do you enjoy the fact that that 
that it, it's taken me a month and I and I don't sound like an idiot talking about NHL anymore. I mean, I I, I never had any doubt. I had no doubt. This is a great sport for you. It, it's a great sport for anyone that loves loves DFS and is kind of over the whole, you know, injury news, NBA stuff. And I think this is way more fun to like learn about stacks and pairing defenders and pairing your goaltenders. And like to me, and I think it's a little bit less variance than baseball. So you can get like, you know, you have a little bit more confidence in like, you know, these guys are actually going to, you know, produce fantasy points. Or in baseball, except for David, it's except like, Pasternak last night. What up? What's up with that? With the Bruins? Yeah, well, that um, the Bruins really laid the egg last night. That was a pretty poor performance. I com- I completely faded them, and I still I still lost. I played one I played one lineup, but but I I made sure yesterday because this is another thing that I that I from like MLB style is that the expensive shock guys I only play in stacks. Right. So, like, and if you run lineup HQ when McKinnon has, like, an insane projection, it'll start giving you lineups that have, like, value plus McKinnon one-off. Value plus McKinnon one-off. And my attitude is on, on a, like, an eight-game slate. I'm not playing, like, a 28, 30% owned McKinnon without, like, his line mates because I'm competing against that line. So, like, if McKinnon at 9K plus gets there, I want to have Rantanen. I want to have the, the, the Shuchkin yeah. or whatever his name is. I want to have, you know, Makar yeah. or Toes or whatever the defender, you know, who I want to have his teammates with him. So a lot of times, like yesterday, I made a group that, like, Pasternak, like, if Pasternak's in the lineup, I need to have at least at least one of, like, Zacha or or uh, or or March, Marchand or, or, or McAvoy or... Like I need, I need yeah. people with him, right? And I did the same right. for McKinnon. And then what ends up happening is you, you find these lineups that, like, the ownership sum is low, but the projection is actually pretty decent. If you allow lineup mm. HQ to make those lineups, but if you don't put that in, you'll, I'll, I'll run three hundred. If I didn't do that, because I did it the first time, I ran it, I got seventy eight percent like McKinnon, but I only had like. Yeah. 12% Colorado one stacks. So it's right. like, dude, like you're telling me that like out of my 300 lineups that I could choose from 180 of them are McKinnon one-off lineups. I'm like, I'm going to delete those as it is. So why don't I just make a group? So they just don't even happen. And then you compare the lineups that you made to each other. And they're like a half a point different. And they just don't have McKinnon. Like, like you're not having that barbell type of build. It's like you're sacrificing one point in projection so that all of your lineup has at least like an eight point median on each player, as opposed to like one guy that has like 18, 19 and another guy that has like five or six. And these lineups, you look side by side. And once you take away that like popular team's ownership, it's like, well, this lineup has a median of like 104. This is a lineup that has a median of 103, but the ownership is like 50% off. So I'm like, I'm playing these right. lines. Right, because you're, but you you yeah. have to make those builds where you're playing teams that other people aren't. You're relying on, you know, a team that has a middling projection. But once you pair these things all together, like, like, yeah, all together, this, yeah, this does from a median standpoint rate out pretty well. You just have to be comfortable, like, 
you know, if you play the wild tonight and they, they don't score or they score two goals on weird players, like you're just going to lose. Right. Right. That I mean, that happens. It's DFS, right? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's, so I think it's going to be Toronto's chalk. And then I think it's going to be Vancouver's second, second chalk. Uh, I think the lightning coming over. You think Tampa Bay comes in over Vancouver? Over Vancouver. Yeah, but definitely it's going to be Toronto as the chalkiest. Yeah, yeah, I would say Toronto. If I if I had to, on the high end, I mean that Seattle. Won, I think Seattle is one. Yeah, so that's going to be the value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, Seattle yeah. one. Yeah. Then yeah. Toronto, and then Tampa Bay, then. I would say a mix between Vancouver and Edmonton. People will play the high people play Hyman. People will play, you know, the I mean, you'll see a lot of like nurse and you'll you'll see the Edmonton guys. Whether or not people are gonna play the power play one unit as a whole, you're probably right. You might McDavid may be under 10% owned, but I think that right. all of the Edmonton guys will be somewhere between five and ten percent. Like it's not gonna be one of these things where like any one, because people have played Jerzadel, people have played Kane, people play Bouchard. People, I just think these Edmonton guys get into your lineups. And then I think after that is, then, I mean, after that, maybe New Jersey, the Devils. But I mean, at, at, and like then at that Van, point, Van, do Vancouver, val- Vancouver value is also popping pretty hard. So it's going to be Seattle value, Vancouver value. Um, so I think like total, you're going to see a lot of ownership on Vancouver on the high end and the bottom end. True. So this and, is a perfect and, night to play. And, this is a perfect and, night and to people, play. People are going to see that Vancouver has the only four four goal total in the entire slate. Does that matter that much? Do people... Do, I think it I think it matters to people that you know want to see who has the highest total. It doesn't necessarily matter much to me, you know. Like I wanna I wanna fade some chalky pieces. So if like, you know, Kuzmenko is gonna be super chalk, maybe I'm gonna look in a different direction. But I mean, I think people do care about team totals when they're building their teams. And if Kuzmenko doesn't play again, that obviously but that upgrades Heronic to the power play one unit right yes yes yeah that should that would yes and that's going to be a 10 o'clock game so good luck yeah but there must have there must have been some there must have been some report though for for uh dane to put him back in projections you get what i'm saying right there like uh so there must be something out there that says that he's going to be back in the lineup kuzmenko but if, if he's not, if something comes out throughout the course of the day where he's not, the, the projections yeah. get updated like very, they, they get updated very, very quickly. The news we, is in the Discord. We do them, we do them instantly. Like as soon as we see the news, we put them in projections instantly. Uh, I love you guys. Because I lock because that's what I'm <laughs> I build lineups based on the projections. So like when I see the news in, I don't ha- I never have to ask. Oh, is that already reflect? Oh, oh, this line has changed yeah. to this and this. It's like, and then I just all I do is I reload lineup HQ and I see that it has ch- like, dude, you yeah. just posted this like 
like 30 seconds ago how it's yeah it's i mean sometimes you'll catch us around. on a like a on a like a weird break you know for like maybe like 30 minutes but that's it like as soon as it's it happens we put it in projections rotogrinders.com slash discord you can get the uh uh discord in the NF nhl channel for i mean that's that's free you can join the it's, discord for that's free. a fantastic fantastic free tool you gotta use it it shouldn't be free <laughs> it should i agree <laughs> i agree i agree but lineup HQ and, uh, and the NHL projections are not free. You could click on the link in the description, get $10 off your first month of a Roto Grinders premium membership. You also get all the NHL content that all the all the slates, you guys, you have a slate summary, you got an expert survey. So like yep. NHL is not it's like soccer. We do soccer projections here at Roto Grinders. There's no content for soccer. You get the Champions League projections for today. And, of course, they have right. to get updated when the soccer lineups come out an hour before the game. So Tuttle and Jamino and Alex Hooper, they're doing all of that. But the NHL stuff is like its like you're playing any of the sport. Like, you guys have written content and stuff that's out that, you know, Taylor describes this is how the slate looks like as a whole. You write everything up in the expert survey. So I, I enjoy reading that as well. And – most of the time, what you're writing is reflected in the projections as it is, where, you know, good plays are good plays, and you're going to see, oh, yeah, because they project well. Right. Yeah, and and Dane does a fantastic job with everything and, and with ownership, too. So, I mean, ownership usually comes out around, I'd say, between 1 and 2 in the afternoon, Eastern time. Yep, I, I, I compare projection versus ownership. I make my lineups. I'm gonna today today because of the qualifiers. Uh, I'm I'm playing I'm playing nine lineups today. There you go. So I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm pushing it pushing it. But uh, when they offer more contests, I like spreading it out a little bit more. So mm -hmm. so a lot of times I've been playing five lineups, but those have been like slates where there's only six games. So I feel like five lineups. You've been you've been, like, you've been crushing it too. Yes, I've been. I yesterday was my worst day though. Yesterday, yeah, I mean, it's, I gonna know, ha it's gonna happen. I know it's gonna. It's gonna ha I know it's not. It's it, but like it feels. It feels like at least I could go into Roto Tracker that I think I've. I may have played like twenty NHL slates. I think I've made money on seventeen of them. <laughs> and a lot of times, what I mean by make money is that I've won tickets that are worth X amount of you've, dollars. You've at least won equity, right? You've, right. I've won yeah. equity, right? But yesterday was yeah. a. Yesterday was a. That was a minus ninety percent type of day. That was uh yeah, when when you're playing yeah. uh Ranger when you're playing Rangers two and you're playing you won Boston one lineup <laughs> and you're playing three capitals power play lineups. All and... all your teams went all your teams went 0 for four at the plate, right? Right. <laughs> I had yeah. one I had one, and that that my Panthers lineup had Bennett but no Reinhardt, and I'm I'm sitting mm. there going and then, of course, and then of course, my Panthers lineup is the one that has Swayman in it, right? Right. That goalkeeper, right? right? right. That 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 gives up goals and then leaves and just goes and goes grabs a drink. He somewhere. gave up two goals and they pulled him, which is not a usual thing. The coach must have been mad at him about something. I don't really know what happened there. So the scores were low. Like it's not like like I I was in small field contests where. Like I scored like seventy seven and still managed to squeak in the catch line, like in 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 like just barely, 
And like the large right. field scores are like 120, 131. Like if you had if you got a 120 or 130 yesterday, you cleaned up. Yeah, I put up 84 yesterday, uh, which didn't miss by much. <laughs> okay, Tim, where can people find you outside of the the uh, I would say they they'll find you in the NHL Discord. Yeah, you're in you the NHL Discord me, more than you are anywhere else. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, if you want to talk to me, hit me up on Discord. I'm always around. So definitely, we, we can talk hockey whenever you want. So join us there. Hit that like button on your way out the door. Give me those thummy thumbs. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We got NBA stuff. We got, we got and obviously, NFL. I'll be on tomorrow. We'll be looking at previewing the week 13 slate tomorrow. I uh, got Will on, TJ on later in the week for showdown on Thursday. Uh, I, I guess Squirrel Patrol on Friday. We got, you know how it is here, right? This is a loaded lineup, Blunder. You've got a loaded, loaded lineup. lineup. Yeah, I like you. I like you on Tuesdays because Tuesdays seem to be NHL days. It is Tuesday, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and Tuesdays Saturdays. And Thursdays got to share three... with football. Though. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't do that. Can't do that. But Tuesdays alone, it's like. If, there weren't hockey today. I'd be what's fiddling my thumbs going. What do I have to play NBA? I obviously I got champions league soccer, but that's an after like that's three o'clock in the afternoon. But Tuesdays, you know, when I, when Tuesdays come around, it's like, okay, give me this 10 game NHL slate. Right. And then, then, you know, I, I like those. I, I prefer Tim, if they just had like an eight or nine game NHL slate, just every day. Like yeah, it was just that, that every day, rather than like, Tuesdays and Thursdays, here's like every team playing. And then like Monday, it's like, here's a two-game slate. It's like, we want to play. We would love that from the projections point of view also. (laughs) (laughs) Okie doke. Hit that like button on your way out the door. I'll see you tomorrow as as I'm always here. Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern. Talking about all things you're thinking about in Daily Fantasy. Props and pick them on Roto Grinders today. (laughs) 